Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, Jesse. I mean, this yep. tragedy, which we've been talking about a lot of tragedy so far, but this is beyond tragedy, Ren. No TV until when? Um, I think I probably was in my early teens. There was a Rugby World Cup. My mom went away on vacation, and my dad brought a TV home for the Rugby World Cup. Oh, wow. Which, <laughs> not, not to age not you, but really which Rugby World Cup was it? I actually don't remember. I don't remember. And wow. we used to borrow the neighbor's oh, VCR. We used to bring it over every now and then. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a jail sentence. I'm telling no you. No kidding. No TV in the house. Mm-hmm. Did you have to talk to your parents growing up? Yeah, probably. And <laughs> uh, with my siblings was, uh, yeah, deprived, as you said. Well, once <laughs> you got you a TV, like, did you like binge on? like hardcore all the time? Yeah. When I got to university, I, yeah. That's all you did, which was TV. MTV. Yeah. My life. <laughs> didn't you hey, have a sweet. period though re where you had you did get a tv then you guys would uh, like be like a mad scramble to like yeah. go back to your reading or your homework and your mom would feel the top of the tv to see if you'd been watching it yeah yeah well when we got it she got home she was pretty irate we were used to it and she'd get home from work we'd get home before her and we'd we'd all be we'd watch out the window and we'd scramble and she'd come up and feel the tv and then get it. <laughs> <laughs> one of those old box ones right encased in wood <laughs> was it ever awkward when you sat down beside her with the remote when you were older? Put something on, were you like, oh fuck? Yeah, she's pretty into her TV now. It, 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 things yeah. changed pretty quick. She she discovered PBS, and it wasn't us that were the problem anymore. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, it's right. funny playing the podcast, and, and that's um, one of Canada's all-time great footballers, Rue Mulkinson, who was deprived of life pretty much oh, life. in her early years. I mean, no TV. I mean, God, that's. TV raised me for Christ's sakes. Jesus. Yeah. That was the babysitter. Anyway, it's funny you put on the podcast. Uh, Rian's stepping in because uh, Craig is, is he in Winnipeg still? Is he in Palm Springs now? Where is he? I think he's in the middle of his flight. I think he left oh, at he? five o'clock Eastern time, he said. And where's his clubs? Clubs are with him, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. They went on a journey. Yes. They got some great travel points. 
Well, Ruin, thanks so much for joining us. You're, you're very honored, actually, because it is the second ever Sexy Six. Although it's kind of the Sexy Seven today because there's seven questions, because the supporters have, have given us one as well. A great one. But JC's already made the song, so we can't change it. Right, JC? Things can be changed. I mean, no. let's face it. I've changed our, our opening music about four times. <laughs> Just slightly. No, don't, you know what? I, I, like, I think it's very footy prime-ish that we have the wrong number associated with the title. Although there's six of us, right? And we're pretty fucking sexy. So that works. And now we have Rian. Rian's fucking bringing the sexy. I brought my pleather jacket, Amy. <laughs> yes, but you're just meant to wear your sports bra underneath. I can do it. Too much going on. Well, anyway, if you hadn't listened to last week's uh, Sexy Six, basically we, we uh, each of us, well, this time this week, we each have a question submit, right? We'll each host a round of questions um and then we'll see where it goes all right and, and we'll end up with the supporters question at the end all right so let's get things started now we need more brevity this time around because last week's show went very long um and Wong has shown me his phone for some reason i'm gonna play the music so we know we're to we're, we're in the yeah, sexy yeah. six right is that okay right. the intro music sure you want to play it now well <laughs> that's what we did last time okay let's play it now <laughs> consistency well, i thought we won yeah, I thought we wanted some form of consistency. And cue music. Thank you. The hottest takes. <laughs> it's not working. It's just not working. Did we, not we didn't want any delays today? I love, Already, how, I love how we preached. We, we preached consistency and it didn't work. <laughs> how come it didn't work? What was going on? I don't know. I don't know. What, it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter. JC knows the point now when to roll it in. The hottest takes on the hottest questions from the hottest team in sports. This is the Sexy Six. Okay, so so we'll try and get through a little bit quicker than last time. Um, <laughs> around the, the 45, 50 minute mark, hopefully we're done. And then we'll get to footy picks. Um, we've got some, actually some interesting ones this week. And I've already put them in. So it'll be a lot smoother. Mm. Right? So uh, that is what you call being prepared for a podcast. All right, it is the sexy six. All right, let's start. Dubs, let's start with, um, actually, no, let me kick things off, okay? Yes, please. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off with the first question, all right? Um, okay, now I'm not sure if you saw this, everyone, but earlier this week, Barcelona are selling patches of turf from the Camp Nou. Uh, you can buy a turf for, I think, about 20 euros up into about 420 euros, depending on how it's put together. You can buy a little stadium to put it in. You can actually buy diamonds made from the carbon of the turf as well for like 15,000 euros. It's ridiculous. All right. My question is, uh, what turf would you spend your money on? All right. Um, Dubs, let's start with you. Okay. So Anfield would be the obvious easy answer if it were for sale. A thousand points. But I found a loophole <laughs> in your wording. And I'm going to say that I'd spend my money on a piece of land around here and build about a 10K capacity soccer-specific stadium for women's soccer in Quebec. How can what? I not give you lots of points for that? <laughs> I can't, can I? Not give you lots of points. 
Yeah, the pressure's on you, you now in terms of how you award me. I know. This is like the bench has been, the benchmark's been set here. All right, 20 points for that. That's a good one. Yes. Because, you know, you women don't have enough, do you? Eh? Jesus. <laughs> it took you one question to get political in us, didn't it? Hmm. Do we talk about FIFA? Six minutes in. 2027. They're already talking about the match schedule for 2026. There's still no venue for 2027 Women's World Cup. Oh, yeah. You just lost <laughs> 10 points, didn't you? <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. We just had the conversation in the dark web dubs. Oh, I, I knew that was going to come out. I just knew it, when it was on the dark web, it was coming the, out at some point. I didn't think it was going to come out six minutes in. <laughs> Although she delivered it without all caps. She wasn't yelling at That's us true. like she was on the I kind of was yelling way. a little bit. <laughs> no, no, but bit. right there you weren't. You had a nice delivery. So you oh. still lost. You were still minus 10. But. So you were, um, you, were, you were buying a patch of land or a patch of grass, like a big mm -hmm. patch, like a field-sized patch. Yes. Okay. That's a good answer. It is a good answer. All right. Overall, 10 points for that one, Dubs. Uh, JC. Can you ask the question again there, Sean? Yeah, so, so the yeah. Camp Nou, you can buy a patch of turf from the Camp Nou because they're obviously redoing the stadium, right? Yeah. For 20 bucks. And there's all these different varieties of it. And yeah. Anyway, what turf? I gave you these fucking questions yesterday. I know, but I don't understand how we just bought fucking 15 acres of land when we're talking about a little piece of turf. At the well, it's camp. all subjective. Well, like how much money do we have? Do I got 100 bucks to buy a little piece of turf or do I got 20 million to go buy turf? Maybe Blue Dubs is ambitious. Jimmy. Yep. Be creative, buddy. Be creative. You, okay. So what turf would you spend your money on, Jay? Buy two acres on the moon. <laughs> you Adjacent are to the already acres. ones you already own. I can see how it wasn't a tight podcast the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. This is the first question. JC, what would you buy? What would you buy? Come on. Let us know. Well, when I was about 14, I, I found about seven uh, acres of what I thought was marijuana plants. Turned out to be just like weeds, and I smoked them and got really sick. So I would probably, and I don't, I don't do nothing wrong with weed or whatever. I don't personally smoke it or whatever. But I think I would redeem myself by buying uh, an acre of, of, that would be my turf, would be full of real marijuana this time. And, and then I'd sell smoking. it. Yes, That's sure. A why not? Business operation. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, good. Fifteen points. Fifteen points for that one. I like that. All right. Why is that? Because I just because of the entrepreneurialship of it. Yeah, I, I appreciate okay. that. I right. And I even though he doesn't it. smoke himself, he's happy to help others. Thanks, Pie Man, and provide their um, addiction. Addiction. Okay. That's why. All right, Jimmy. God. Okay, Jimmy. Already, you've got minus ten points. Okay, just minus 10? Well, I talked about equity and I got minus 10 and he's fucking unprepared and he just gets minus 10? Another minus 10 for you, Dubs. What I, do, what I would like to do, which I think would be special, would be having a 12-inch by 12-inch piece of every club that I played for and put together in a frame and a wall. That's nice. Simple, simple answer. Sentimental. Makes sense. Give me the fucking points, please. Well, God, I, don't, very good. I don't know much about I don't know much about turf, right? But wouldn't it like go all brown and die? Yeah, just a, it would, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. I'm putting it in, in a case. No, don't put it in a case. You're gonna have a, a live wall. You know, one of those. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, yeah. Rian's got it. Rian's got an extra ten points not. already. That's a great <laughs> game. How many points? Well, you just lost the whole whack, but Rian took your ten points. Oh, no. 
I was supporting him. No, I like that. It, it, it's, <laughs> she's, I, I already see what's happening here. I'm getting fucked today. I know it. No, but I was supporting you. I want to. I know. I, that's what I mean. You're supporting me, and he's still giving it to me. No, because you didn't give enough thought, though. Right? You said, I'll just put it behind the case. Like, oh, that'll work. It'd be like oh, shriveled like, and like, dead within me, about a where week. Where do you want me to put it, Charms, on my island? Like a living wall, like Rian said. Yeah. Okay. Right, well, so I said, line. put it in a big kind of frame with all the little patches of the turf where I played, and that would be sentimental to me. Would so why am I not getting points for this? And then it when would it all dies, die would like symbolic. your career did. So mean. All right, Wunger. Uh, I'm I'm going to be self-serving. We've been getting pushed a lot for uh, investment in a in a in a soccer club, a football club. I'm doing what Amy's doing, but I'm going to make sure that it's in Toronto, and it's uh, a spot where we can start our own either Project 18. It's a spot we can either whatever team that will take us. Footy Prime is going to have a Footy Prime Primers Club. So we're, I'm going to buy t- 10 kilometers out of the uh, in Regent Park and build ten kilometers in <laughs> where 10 kilometers, 10, 10 K by 10 K, a sweat. huge spot, giant spot in Regent Park. Yeah. And we'll so do it in Regent Park. It's an underdeveloped area with people who need it's the place where they first put in a grocery store and a bank uh, over five years ago. And it's revitalized the area. And I would like to start m- making people move and come to watch football in the middle of the city. That's Don't what I want. Don't people still live there, Wonga? Don't people still live in Regent Park? Yeah, I'm not going to blow anything down. That's <laughs> well, not going to be blown where the down hell is already. Ten kilometers squared. Where are you getting ten kilometers by ten one, kilometers? About one kilometer. Oh my God, Rian still has an answer. <laughs> You're like, no, he is a freaking slumlord. He's kicking people out. That's what he's doing? He's a prick. He just lost twenty points. <laughs> what a dickhead Jesus I thought I was doing something for the football community but obviously I'm no. just a slumlord disappointing asses okay yeah. Ryan yeah so I googled turf to be original so I'm going to go surf and turf I'm going to Japan <laughs> beef. I love that one actually that is That's good not bad, but give her points yeah, all for too. you I like that it's all self-serving for her oh yeah just for and her Japan. I have to go to Japan to have and What's the cost? What's the flight like from Vancouver to Japan? It's not super far, right? Eh? Is it 16 hours? It's pretty painful still, I think. I don't know. Maybe, oh. 12, maybe. maybe more. Okay. I like the way you're not considering uh, your good friend, Amy Walsh, here. No, I purposely did it for Amy Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> you just gained another 10 points. Wagyu. <laughs> <laughs> like it. All right, so that's good. Okay, first question done, and we're just 13 minutes in. It's <laughs> great. The brevity is going well. Okay, Dubs, you're up next, uh, and you you hand out the prizes. You hand out the points here. Okay. All right. My question. Just let me know. I forgot this. How down. this is working? Mm. Okay. And I get to pick the order as well. Mm-hmm. For who's going? Okay. Um, Namibia produced the biggest shock so far in an Afcon full of upsets by defeating former champions Tunisia. <laughs> 1-0 on Tuesday, while Jimmy Brennan's Bristol City stunned Craig Forrest's West Ham to move on in the FA Cup. In honor of these remarkable upsets, what is the biggest underdog match or narrative you've ever been a part of? Start with you, Sharms. Um, all right, 2007, working for the score. 
very much the third of the, the the three major Canadian sports networks, right? Like way down there. We couldn't compete for much. And then walked into work one day and got called into my boss's office and goes, guess what, Shams? We just won the rights to the Premier League for the next three years. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The Premier League sports had it for years, TSM before them. And I was just absolutely blown away that for three years, we had the rights to the Premier League. It came from nowhere, from nowhere. And that was my my answer, which is pretty decent, I think. It's not like World Cups or Olympics, but it's it's something. That was a big deal. I like it. It's personal. Slightly lacking a little bit of spark. I'll give you 15. Yeah. 15? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Zero fucking enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, I know that I'm competing against like former professional athletes, right? So clearly your answers are going to be better than mine. So I can't have in defeat before I even started. I thought, I think 15 points is great. A media yeah, story? Yeah, you got a contract? That's a great story. Mm, what yeah. the fuck? I like it. <laughs> you, you, you had to wait. You were last the first round, so let's hear from Ryan. And you set a high bar with your first answer, too, so got to match yeah. I have to go with the obvious. So 2012, the U.S.-Canada game. And it wasn't an upset. We lost 4-3, but um, I think it was one of the games that really put the Canadian women um, on the map um, and really highlighted a lot of uh, careers that have really gone on. Like a lot of women in Canada that, that played in that game have become household names because of it. So a pretty special game to be a part of. Yep. That's a good one. Some yeah, Rian, can I ask can I, can I ask that? Are you like that was the one where they were just kept calling things to make it seem like the US was gonna win, correct? Wasn't that the one? Yeah, it wasn't I mean not exactly we scored, they scored, so there's a back and forth. And then I think um when we were up three two, they called the six second rule on Aaron McLeod. Yes. First time it was ever called and there was no warning. Yeah. And then they called a penalty against Nariev. No for what could have been deemed like arm against the body. So felt a little bit um, like things were stacked against us for a bit there. And then they- That was, that was when, um, and wasn't the, the men's gold cup around that time when they were playing the States and they were getting called left, right and center for, for stupid fouls. They had a goal that was disallowed. Oh, in the hockey? I think you guys got screwed over and then the men got screwed over like a couple of years after by CONCACAF. Very likely. It also happened in the women's hockey, U.S. and Canada, where right. the guys yes. calling penalty, right. this narrative piece. So the men, the women, and the hockey, I think it's really helped that rivalry, which, which historically, especially on the women's side, has been so one-sided, but it's it's still, uh, it's been great for the game, for sure. Yeah. Well, it was also, that was the tournament, right, where I think women's soccer began being covered properly by the mainstream media for the first time. You know, the hardcore sports People who did soccer covered it before then, but the the mainstream jumped on that. The Olympics and then the adversity and the bullshit you guys faced in that match got so much exposure that even though you lost, it almost yeah. elevated the game more than had you won in some regards. Well, actually, we didn't have any coverage in that. We had one um, guy from RDS with us from the beginning for the group stages, really? and then when we got through with one win, one tie, one loss, we got out of the group stage. Um, we went on to to start getting momentum and then that game i think people start tuning in because it hit social media so social media and then everyone get it and then we ended up winning the bronze against all odds that would be the second biggest underdog story we were played off the park by france and then the 
the gods or the god, whichever way you you roll, um, was on our side <laughs> because there's no way <laughs> um, we brought that that bronze home. But uh, the better team was probably France that day. Well, I, I was going to give you 25 points because it was a really, really good answer. And then you brought theology into it. So minus five points. So 25. <laughs> it was pretty all encompassing. It's a very, very theology. strong answer. It's a tough crowd, honestly. <laughs> that was that was also when Sinky, after that U.S. game, um, said the ref was fucking awful, and she thought that she called her a fucking whore, right? Yeah. Is that Cincy or Sinky? Who was it? Oh, Sorry. Shut. <laughs> Remember who's in charge of the points here, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, Dubs right now. I'm in charge right now. <laughs> you are. Can we can we drop <laughs> five points, Jimmy? Minus there, five, no, minus five <laughs> points for Scarms. For me? In, a, right. in, a, in anticipation of the mispronunciation. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, minus five. Hey, Steve Nash is Cincy, so shut up. Oh, anyway, keep going. He's wrong. Jimmy. Okay, so mine would probably be uh, Gold Cup 2000 when we beat Mexico. We were the underdogs. We played the man San Diego, pro Mexican crowd, and we beat them an extra time. And then going to the final and beating Colombia in the final. That was probably one of the biggest moments for me, being an underdog. And in England, yeah, I had FA Cup games, but we never had that kind of uh, that big gap where, you know, you're playing five, five divisions below you sort of thing. So I think for me, it would be the Mexico game because that was, that was a big one. We were, we were not meant to win that at all. Everybody counted as out. It's a good answer. Oh, thank you very I much. I like it. Not as strong as Rian's. Um, I'll give you 10 points. Why 10? Like, why not 15? It's a nice round number. Well, in fairness, Rian had 15, but then Dubs, um, oh no, sorry, I had 15, then Dubs knocked me back five points. Didn't I get 20. I got 25 and not five for mm. Rian. Oh, God. But she, <laughs> Rian gets 25, but I get 10. And it was a good answer, but almost as good as Rian's. Sometimes it's it's compared. So you're, Fifteen you're, points. You're graded on the curve, though, Jimmy. This is like university. You're graded on the curve. I know what's happening. It's great, <laughs> it's great doing like a fun quiz with uber competitive people, isn't it? Oh no, my I'm god! Right now, it's not fair. <laughs> I think we need a we need a different judge. JC minus five points for Jimmy. There we go. Minus five. There we go. For minus descent, five, five points. Longer, Petulance. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm up. I've got one uh, championship in my entire career. Every time we, I got to a final, we lost. But it was the McGill Redmond Vanier Cup. Um, but the biggest thing is going in. The, we're we're in the national semifinals at the Atlantic Bowl in Halifax, and in the national rankings, there's only four teams left. We were such underdogs that we were still ranked seventh. <laughs> That's amazing. Only four, four teams left in the country, and we're ranked seventh. We really, so, yeah. So we go. We end up winning that game on a last-second field goal. Go to the final against University B, UBC against the Thunderbirds. They hadn't lost in two years. They were a seventeen-point uh, uh, favorite. So um, we go to that game. They hadn't lost in two years. And we beat them by the biggest amount of ever the, like that we've, anyone's ever lost a Vanier Cup. So it was a great victory, unexpected, and what a role we had. So, and we went to go meet the the mayor of of uh, mayor of Montreal at his and drank booze 
Molson had like four parties for us. And we were on the St. Patrick's Day parade. We had what? a Miguel. Yeah, it was many people are passionate. You guys had your own float? Yeah, we had our own float. It was a, the year you don't want to forget. It was fantastic. Oh it was almost story. as good as four years of footy prime. Almost. So it was a lot more sex. A lot more sex. Oh my God. A lot more. A lot more free. Free wheeling sex. <laughs> Sick and tired of paying for it for fuck's sakes. Now I got a medal. I can get hey, whatever I want. Would I get 20? Yeah, 20 points. Oh, 20 points. Love it. it was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, who's up? Uh, okay. Uh, Dubs, uh, you and JC now. Oh, just give JC the well, most I don't answer my own question, do I? No, no, you don't. No, no. No. But so JC. Your turn to, I'm throwing right. to you to throw to JC. Okay. <laughs> so <Me>? efficient. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I, I've i got one. Uh, so last summer, I think it was it was around August, uh, Mel and I had a, a trip that we were, we were heading out to. We had to go to the city uh, to head off on a trip. Uh, and we couldn't find our passports, and we're look, we're like, oh my god, this is insane. We got to go to Dominican to because Mel's sister's getting married. But like, oh my god, what do we do? So we're looking around and looking around, and and we've just turned the place upside down. And then I'm like, wait a second, and I look over on the couch, and Mira, my big rescue pit bull from <laughs> Texas, is laying there looking all weird. So we're like, wait a second, let's go roll her over. So we rolled her over. <laughs> There were the passports underneath <laughs> the dog. What an underdog situation that was. I'll oh, my what. God. The champion. The champion. What can you say about that? That's the best one. I mean, sorry, Olympians play... and Gold Cup champions. I'm sorry, but. No, I know. The wordplay, the delivery. <laughs> In itself, you were the underdog story, JC. I give you 30 points. Mm. Yes. Well done. My first 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to, it's tough to argue that one though isn't it it's a fantastic one do you think she did it on purpose because she just did not want you to leave 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah because yeah. when i get bags any kind of bag comes to the front door my dogs start like shitting themselves like what are you doing where are you going <laughs> trembling that's how they're slightly better than your shed hog, hog. <laughs> yeah a little bit right <laughs> slightly yeah Sometimes all my dogs speak Swiss. I don't know why. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So that's another round in the books. Um, who's next? Oh, JC. JC, it's your turn to play Quizmaster. Okay. So uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, so this past week in India, there was a story about uh, a person named um, Darshan Singh, uh, mm-hmm. an 80-year-old gentleman who passed away, unfortunately, was on life support for four, four days, and passed away. Um, from the hospital, the gentleman was being transported back to his family's home where he was to be memorialized and then uh, cremated. There was, driving down the road, it must have been an old, older road, there was a pothole that was massive. The ambulance hit the pothole so hard that it jump-started the man's heart and he came back to life. And it's a real story. So my question is, this is a bit uh, of an existential one. Have you ever experienced an unexpected bump in the road that seemed detrimental but ended up changing your life or career trajectory for the better? Bonus points if it happened in India. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll start off with with, uh, because I slept on your couch and used your pillow last night, Dan Wong. Let's start that way. 
Did you you slept on the couch? Yeah, we went like yeah. We we don't want to disturb your your bed because it's just such a holy place. Oh, dude, I wanted to be I wanted to be all filthy when I go and sleep on it in the well, weekend. I I did things to your pillow. Just but okay. I won't tell you which one. No, and that's even better. I like I guessing. Pink that's, eye. that's a fun <laughs> surprise. Little pink yeah. guy's a fun surprise. Um, it you said career, so I have to think that four and a half years ago um leaving eggplant picture and sound great gig but it wasn't i wasn't doing the work i wanted to do and the first started a company called gnow media first project gnow media does is say hey why don't we start working with charms and deech and Gregor and let's do a podcast and then saw jc and i said can you do a voiceover for us while he was getting a coffee at the bar and that turned into uh, what is now Footy Prime. So that was a crossroads where we kind of all decide to bet on ourselves. The those guys, their their contract was up with Sportsnet, um, and you know there is really something about working towards a goal together collaboratively and bringing in people that you enjoy. And honestly, every time I think of this show. Even when I was away in Dominican and 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 loving being away, I met I I had a bit of FOMO of like what what joke did I miss when when crew when I I think I said this when I came back and Craig had you, you got to fuck with the cock you have I was like that was a brilliant line and I love it still so there's there's something that I took out of that and it changed the tra- trajectory of my life so and even more we were number eight hundred and three in India this week. Ooh. Really? No, I don't know. I was just yeah. making that up. Huh. <laughs> well, so that's bonus points. I got. I got. I mean, I can't not give Wonger the the top echelon for that answer, which is what. Whatever you want it to be. I think thirty is uh, the highest so far, isn't it? But you can I'm go, go t- you want. I'm gonna go twenty nine. Mm. <laughs> Only I like because that. I want because I know ne- I want Dan's next answer to go for that thirty. Mm, thank you. I, I love you. I love you. 29. What pillow? Uh, what pillow did you have sex with? <laughs> I want to know what pillow you had sex with. Pillows. Oh, you'll know. Pillows. <laughs> you'll know. You'll have a two, two inch dent in it. <laughs> God. Oh, you're so generous. Thank you. Obviously, you didn't turn the heating on. That's right. <laughs> Coldest house ever, by the way. Uh, Rian. I have to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the story, the two-inch comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your story's bound to be longer. <laughs> uh, story of my well life. Done, uh, yeah. Well done, Well done. See, Do now you're back in points? the game. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. you're back Point. in the game. Back in. That could be more points. JC is quiz yeah. master. So, so bonus points for dubs? 100%. Yeah, I we'll think go, right we'll after uh, university... The uh, WUSA collapsed, the uh, first iteration of the Women's League. So when I graduated, I retired from soccer. Essentially, there was nowhere to play. So I was working um, for a company in downtown Montreal, just doing the commute. It was winter. <laughs> like, I just remember winter and being on the train and never seeing daylight. And I got out of the blue um, an email from Hegerisa, who is a Norwegian sort of legend, and um, asking me if I wanted to come to Norway to play. And uh, so the bump in the road is actually just having to retire at 21 
which is what happened. And then getting this email. And I think it really put things in perspective for me. I wasn't with the national team. I'd been sort of, I wasn't making camps at that time in the national team. And it really set up a career where you're not just grateful, but you're just fighting because you know what it's like when you don't have an opportunity. So I do think it changed the trajectory of my life, just being denied something. And then because my parents are British, I have at the time an EU passport and it allowed me to play in Norway. So that has defined what I'm doing now with Project Aid and making sure that there's different opportunities now, hopefully at home for for women so they don't have to do that. And all teams will have TVs in their dressing rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's an interesting question about TVs. Would you want your kids to have social media now? Like, this is the, that's the the equivalence now, I think. Yeah, mine do. It's brutal. You could control it, though. Yeah, but it's, you try to control it. It's brutal. That is. I, I got to say that that that's that was a huge bump that that bumped and then it turned into something amazing. Yeah, so that was very good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 25 on that one. Oh, Can I, I dock me points for the TV comments. So well, the other thing I'd like to do. Well, is that was I, why I, I was ideas, Rian. <laughs> JC, can I can I fight against Rian getting more points? Because I'm, I'm thinking that it'd be great <laughs> to understand that. Um, I don't think you should, Wonger, because uh, well, she's talking about trajectory. You, you get deduct points. Is no, no, but her trajectory. No, that's just you, Jimmy. Just you. Her trajectory is right here. She's at on Footy Better Prime in the middle of January. It's pitch dark, that and she's on, on like I don't know what she's doing. I don't know if it's as good as she thinks it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some, some stuff. Some stuff did happen between that time and now, but look where you are. I mean, you've ended up here. <laughs> So Green was that's, selling that's, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, the field, uh, you know. <laughs> every, every every club's got like a dealer, right? Was Rian the, the dealer in the women's yeah. national program? She was the furthest thing from a dealer than you can imagine. <laughs> you were going to like talk me up there, Biddy. So no, no. Too wholesome to be the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from the drug dealer to the pie dealer, James, you're up. Well, that's Ooh. a good segue, actually, because uh, COVID. that. COVID was uh, amazing. I just, it's the best thing ever, right? Uh, so COVID hits, and I'm just starting up this, this pie company, Frozen Pie Company, which I began after being gassed by Sportsnet. And then, mm. they, you know, they, they give me a little severance. This, rather than spend it on mortgages and, you know, and, and our near future and education for my child and making sure she's happy and medicine for her, uh, we throw it towards a, a Frozen Pie business instead. And then COVID hits, storefront isn't finished. We're trying to finish the kitchen. We panic, panic, panic. Shit, what are we going to do now? And then suddenly people think, no, we're going to start ordering your pies online because we like the food being delivered. So that was a massive pivot as COVID hit, which could have been terrifying and disastrous. On the contrary, it helped us really grow and grow and grow and grow. And we're not there yet, but we're well on our way. So that's COVID was an amazing thing for us. (laughs) I don't want to see it again. <laughs> but uh, from a business standpoint, it, it didn't hurt us. And who I like that you gave props to COVID. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Minus <laughs> points. COVID. Well, COVID. COVID gets such a bad rap, <laughs> right? It does. <laughs> the quote pulled from this podcast, out of context, would be like James Sherman. Let's hear it for COVID. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Just so I don't ruffle, like I can't, I can't give bad marks to anybody. Sure, you can. 
Uh, okay, twenty. Nice. I'll go. 20? I'll go twenty. All right. Because me, because to be fair, if if it wasn't for COVID, also, I don't think that the momentum that we have. Well, we wouldn't have had those like secret show meetings where we weren't yeah. supposed to be together, but we were together and mm. social distancing and you know getting really drunk in an abandoned <laughs> studio. It was great. It's, so, yeah. it's, it's a real team of creativity, right? From it really was. To, yeah, it's a pivot. It was a pivot to... time when people really yeah. found themselves. All right, let's make it twenty-five. Ah, that boy. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 going Jimmy because I want I want I know Amy's is going to be like epic. So <laughs> boy, boy, um, my, mine's mine's not a big one. It's just about I'm going to go with my career when I was younger. Okay, how I got into playing football and getting into the first team. So when I was younger and I was at Bristol City, I was in the reserve team. And that just goes to show you when I first went over to Bristol, I was a striker. And then that's where they signed me as a striker. I ended up going to left back, right? Obviously wasn't a good striker. So <laughs> I went to left back and then a wing back. That was my role at center midfield, okay? I thought it was great, thought I could score goals. Clearly couldn't when I went to, to England. And then I started doing really well in the reserve team. Okay. And I couldn't get into the first team because I had two players that were in front of me, a guy called Mickey Bell. And I had another guy called Brian Tinian, who probably had some of the best left, left feet I've ever seen in my life. It was ridiculous, right? Really, really good. And I just could not get into this team. And all the other guys that were coming into the reserves were getting first team football. I wasn't. I had a couple opportunities to go on loan, but I couldn't get get a chance to go on loan because they didn't want to send me off on loan. So we had a manager that came over, and he was from Sweden. His name was Benny Leonhardsen, okay? Great manager, good banter, kind of looked like Santa Claus, a Swedish Santa Claus, okay? Big beard, fucking furry guy, you know, red cheeks. And he was a great manager. And he liked me a lot, but he knew I couldn't get into the side. And the right back gets injured. Okay. So I remember he called me and I'm in the squad now for the first team. And I'm like, why the fuck am I in the squad here? And before the match, he goes, Jimmy, you're playing right back today. In front of everybody, as you know me, what the fuck do you mean I'm playing right back? <laughs> he goes, you're playing right back today. I said, have you seen my right foot? Like, I don't use my right foot. Why am I playing? No, you're okay. You're going to play left back. So that opportunity that he gave me, and I thought I was struggling here. I wasn't getting into the first team. But because the right back got injured, he believed in me. I ended up getting into the first team as a right back, wing back. And I played, I think, 23 games in a, in a right back position before the left back got injured and then I went to the left side and then that's when my career really took off. But it wasn't for him to give me that opportunity and break it into the first team on the right side. I would have never probably got into that team. That is the right answer. You left nothing on the table. <laughs> Very clever. I like that. Cause that, that's a pivotal, pivotal moment in your career. Right. That, that's a big right, the heart left. Stop and all of a sudden right. fucking and back. then left and then left. Right. All right. And then left. I okay, so <laughs> twenty-five also. Oh suck my fucking what? Come on, that was great. 25? They're all getting twenty-nines, thirties, thirty-five. Nobody got thirty. They got a twenty-nine. Dan got twenty-nine because I know his the rest of his answer is gonna be shite. Mm. 
So he's gonna get none. Okay, no, I can't. I can't. No, that's good. Twenty-five. That's 25. a great score, Jimmy. Good score, Jesus. No, it's not bad at all. Considering what score. I received on the previous ones. Oh, I mean, this is every week for me. <laughs> there have been two. Win been two weeks. Winja. I mean, like you're so close to losing points right now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, Amy, go. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think it's, I think it's me. I think it's all of that. Please give, please give her thirty points just to piss off Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, just give them to me oh now. God, Casey, I'll drive down to your house right now. <laughs> please do. If you could get through the snow, I please come and hang, man. We were doing very well for time, by the way. We were, but no, I know. And, <laughs> and in the spirit of, of brevity, no, no. I, I will be concise with my answer here. So, um, the bump in the road for me was uh, knee injury late in my career where a couple of orthopod orthopods yeah orthopedic surgeons told me that I would never be able to play again and uh, I got um surgery on my kneecap they drilled holes in it I was able to come back and just making that squad uh to go to the Olympics was was a big accomplishment for me um but then through that journey to make it back to the pitch I discovered yoga and then finding, like discovering yoga, it led me to have more of an intimate knowledge and curiosity about my own body, about my breathing, about my mobility. And then when I'm, my career was done after I had Jack, and again, that was something that was decided for me. I taught athletes. I taught everyday people. I taught a bunch of, like I got into kettlebells, got into a bunch of stuff, but it led me back to the game. And it led me to where I am now. It led me here, it led me in broadcasting. It led me in, in a bunch of various roles. And I have the game to thank for it, but I'm in a much better headspace now. And I've gleaned a ton of experience from the various things that I did in that decade before I worked my way back to the game. So, but it's probably, I can trace it back to that knee injury and and discovering yoga as kind of that that pivotal moment that led me down this path. Fuck, that was a good answer. Yeah, it was a good answer. Now, yeah. I'm going to say this as well. And the only reason why is because I was getting a lot of injuries and there was an individual that told me to get into yoga and I got into yoga and I went through a preseason and a season without one injury. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> that, that was it. Well, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was going to go with 25 also, but Jimmy, you just kind of put the, you know, the icing on the cake. <laughs> Dubs. No, because I can That's relate to it. That's 30. why I can relate yes! to it. Dubs with the 30. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy you could have put that on yours, man. I would have been a... Jimmy, what are you doing, man? You me up. Just keep your mouth uh, shut. Jesus. Uh, no, because I, yoga, I, I agree with it. I think it's so important. So painful, though, isn't it? It doesn't have to be. That's the wrong kind of yoga, then. My, yeah, you might have, I'm not an elite athlete. Dubs, my body doesn't bend in certain ways. I can't hold it in positions. Very, or Tony. Very yeah, oh, no, trust me. <laughs> She should get a medal. Uh, she should get a medal. Enduring in, in that for 20 years. Jesus. All right. Um, nice nice question there, JC. That went down. Sorry, well. I okay, Jimmy. Long. I apologize. No, no, it's not your fault. It's the answer. It's not the question. Oh, then. Right, it's our fault. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you've been whining all show. You've got a chance now for revenge, haven't you? Gonna, now you're I'm the quiz master. Charms. I just want... dish out. So take it away, oh, Jimmy. It's all yours. Okay, are we ready for this? This is a very good question, by the way. <laughs> Over time, we have heard numerous athletes from various sports retire early from the game that they once loved. There are many reasons for their individual decisions, such as pressure, injuries. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Toxic environment, emotion, stress, not being able to keep standards high, and so on. Has there ever been a moment in your career where you questioned yourself and came close to walking away from your job or your sport? <laughs> I mean, he's applauding himself. Self congratulations. <laughs> it's a good question. It is a good question. It's a good question. It's a very good question. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Let's get on the table, folks. The because hardest. That's the most Jimmy's written or worked on <laughs> in his right. life. <laughs> Who's up, Jimmy? I'm going to go with uh, my favorite, Rian. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it I, uh, tight. I think after the 2011 World Cup, we crashed out. Canada finished last. Um yeah, we had a terribly disappointing World Cup for us, but also our fans. I talked about 2012. We built momentum and just, yeah, it was, sorry, this was right before 2012, 2011. And um, 2008 had been such a great experience, the Olympics, and it just felt like I, we'd peaked, you know. And uh, so I actually uh, did tell my family I was retiring. I was done. I was, I was, I was really depressed. It wasn't how I wanted to finish my career. Um, and then John Herdman got hired and, uh, he convinced me to come back. And that was one of those, it could have been the answer for the last question. It changed my life and my career. Um, but, uh, I, I actually announced my retirement <laughs> and then backtracked. Yeah. Wait a second. You announced it to everybody. I didn't, I mean, I wasn't using social media, but I told everyone. Cause I was you told your fans that was the point where you just like, I'm, I'm done. But, I was a defender. There were no fans for me, but I did have, you know, my family was interested. (laughs) (laughs) And minus points for waffling on your decision. Yeah. So basically you, basically you, Sophie Schmidt stole your idea. Oh, coming coming back. Uh, Yeah, it's true. I should take it out. Yeah. She owes you. No, I was definitely, well, I don't think I was alone. I think a lot of people just hit it, hit the wall. And like, what are we doing here? And, uh, yeah, just it goes to show just a great coach like Jimmy had, like just someone who gets you or understands that what you're trying to achieve and then that re- reignites that passion for the game. So John really did that. And those that are disciples of John, whether that's positive or negative, that's up for interpretation, but he definitely changed my life. So. I, like well, I like that you were self-deprecating like on, and I know I'm not getting judged, but about your family, like, yeah, they were moderately interested <laughs> I like that delivery. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that's true. My mother still barely knows where I am or what I am. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I'm going to give that a, a 25 because if I look at that, you were on your way out. You were done. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, the game that you loved. You were like, I'm, I'm leaving this behind now. Mm. And then you got pulled back in. So a 25. I like that story. It's Thank you, good. Jimmy. I will continue to support you. 
Thank you very much. Longer, <laughs> uh, please. Saccharin. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I like this question, Jimmy, because I actually did leave a job slash career in sports yeah. uh, television. I was so sick and tired of the politics of uh, broadcasting in Canada at Sportsnet at the time. And I know it was the same thing at TSN, the same thing at CBC, CTV. There was a big realignment with digital and all of these different plays and people were trying to figure out which direction to go. I got sick of sport working in sports. And when I got tired and I didn't like, like I had a television, you know, a 32 inch television on my desk uh, and I could watch sports at any time of the day and I didn't want to. And I realized that the my job was taking away my enthusiasm to watch sports. And when that happened, I went, you know, there's something wrong here. I, I'm, there's some, I've got to reprioritize. I had, my second daughter was coming on her way. There had to be a shift in my uh, life that I could be more present, more uh, enthusiastic about going to a job that you enjoy. And so that was my shift away from sports television. But look at me 15 years later and we're back to where we started where we're hustling enjoying the work we're doing and making it our own way and creating our own opportunities and directions without all of these political uh you know ties and uh feeling like a puppet sometimes in that big overarching corporate life life so yeah there you go jimmy i did leave just when you think you've left they pull you back in. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't know if you can go home again, but it's not the same home anymore. If Rogers came to us right now and said, Footy Prime, we want you on f- three days a week, five days a week. It's not the same Rogers anymore. It's us with a successful podcast, number one Canadian produced podcast in the country. And it's us telling them, hey, we want to partner with you, but on our, you know, with our approach. So there you go. That was very good. Terms. Very yeah. good. From the heart, I could see the passion. Yeah. Well, fuck it. And hearing your voice, <laughs> seeing your face. I'm going to give you a 25. Oh, that was beautiful. I, I, I got, I got Rian. I think on my side too. I yeah, think she you were on the way out. He's showing some yeah. passion tonight. <laughs> you, you yeah. want Rian on your side? Believe me. <laughs> I'm going to go with. Uh, let me have a little bit of JC, please. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> Growing up in a... See, there's uh, a dog. There's this big dog I adopted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I will say thank you. Thank you, uh, Dan. Uh, growing up in the shadow of uh, the mining industry. Um, oh, yeah, we. it was always that pressure to go and work in the coal mine. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but my dream was to dance. <laughs> Oh, no. Hey, I danced and I danced. Billy Elliot, is that Billy you? Billy Elliot. I danced and I danced and I danced. And I said, no, I will not work in the coal mine. <laughs> Eventually, my ankles gave out. and I ended up, But I ended up marrying a dancer, a former dancer. And she just worked her way into, you know, my life. And so I inadvertently continued to dance. But I said, no to going back to the coal mine. And so here I am today working on footy prime, the podcast, the end. (laughs) And you said, no, 
Let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you 15 for that one. That's fair. That'll do. Yeah. Hey, my creativity is pretty damn good. I, I thought you creativity. were going. You you guys went Billy Elliot. I was going. What's the one with the the girl does the spin, the head spin, and she was. Uh, Footloose. What a feeling. Flash dance. Flash. Well, I thought you were going flash dance for that for a second. I was going the full Monty, I think. Oh, full Monty. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, I like the full Monty as well. <laughs> I'm Magic actually Elliot too. Um, Dubs, you ready? I think so. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm ready to be harshly judged, I believe. But yeah, so have I questioned myself? Yes, constantly. So many times. Cut from the national team in 97. I tore my PCL in 2002. Cut from the team again in 2003 prior to that World Cup. Told I'd never play again. I referenced that in a previous question. But I never questioned myself more than I did following my career. It's been a constant battle with imposter syndrome. So these are the battles that I continue to fight is getting better. I'm finding my place kind of outside of the soccer realm, but it's been challenging. It's been difficult. You're our imposter, Dubs. Yeah. Yeah. I like your, your, your openness and your honesty. I will give you uh, 23. <laughs> Very good. And Dubs, mm-hmm. you're, you're awesome. Oh, and no, but I wasn't fishing. I wasn't fishing. I know fishing. you weren't, Stop. but your self-doubt, uh, you know, Sharms and I, we've had uh, three-way conversations. I didn't want to say three-ways, but three, <laughs> yeah. three-way conversations. They, yeah, well, I want, to make, I want to be clear. Um, <laughs> and your self-doubt, I get why you have it, but you nail things right away. Um, and, you know, there, there's <laughs> a... a there's a level where where I'm like I Lucky just JP. you don't have to you don't have to ask anymore. You're you're yeah. right on with 99% of your gut reaction. So that's what I would go with. Bang on. Has anybody seen uh, Louder Milk? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. 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 Feel like I'm there right now. Good job. <laughs> can can you Worst. help no those that have not seen it? No. It's on Netflix, but it was on Prime earlier. It's on yeah. Netflix. You guys got to watch it. It's awesome. Louder Milk. Okay. okay. Louder Milk. Yeah. Good answer, Dubs. Very good. I like that. I like the openness and honesty. You're the best, James. Thanks, me. Sharms, please go ahead. Um, If you recollect a previous answer, I mentioned how the the score uh, won the rights to the Premier League in 2007 for three years, right? Well, a day later, I walk into work and get called in my boss's office. And he goes, hey, Sharms, guess what? We've sold the rights to Premier League back to Sportsnet. <laughs> I'm like, hey, say what? Are you saying? Say what? Yeah. We've sold them them back, all the rights there. All of them? Well, we, we, we've got one still, the uh, the Sunday mid-morning game. <laughs> <laughs> A real banger. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, in my head all night, I've been conjuring this great idea. The footy show is going to be born from this. We were going to take the jobs of, of, of Craig Forrest and Jerry Dobson and <laughs> discard them on the scrap heap. I was so excited. It's the new era of, of Canadian broadcasting for the Premier League. And they fucking sold it. So for about a second, I almost walked out and, and wanted to fucking quit. It's goddamn stupid industry. There's nothing but break my goddamn heart every fucking year I worked in it. Um, but then I realized I've got a mortgage to pay and I, I can do nothing else. Yeah. So I stuck around, but I was not happy about it. I was very upset. Just when you think, you know, you build for years and years and years, you build, you build, 
and this is your break. It's right there, and it's snatched from in front of you. Well done, Charms. I'm still, I'm still carrying baggage. I was going to say. Um, I'm going to give you a 23 as well. I like oh, that. Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. A lot of passion. It was good. I could see you're hurt. I'm sorry what happened. But I can do <laughs> fuck all about it. So you take 23 points. All right. Thank you. That was good. That was a good question. All right. 53 minutes in. We've got, uh, we got three left here. All right. Oh, um, Wonga, you're up. Well, why don't we not ask mine and we'll do the... We'll do because I well, we're going to be going till like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. So do, do we lose and one? supporters? Yeah, you can, you can. Yeah, you don't mind bumping. I, I can, well, I don't mind mine. I can't answer the supporters. I, no one did anything charitable in my life. <laughs> Neither <laughs> did I. I had a good answer. For I that struggled one, with that one as well. Yeah, I was like, no, I like what the fuck? I didn't have time for that shit. <laughs> So, what we do? So, what do you want to do? What do we do? You're making let's the just, decision. Let's just go through it all that as per plan. All right, just be quick, all right. I'll, be I'll quick, go. Okay? I'll, Jonathan David celebrated his 24th birthday this week. 24 was a critical year in my life. You've made some big decisions already, but are still forming your approach to life slash career. Where were you, and what were you doing January in your 24th revolution around the sun? What had you learned and still carry with you? And I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy first. When I was 24? Yep. Oh, you're well prepared. <laughs> I, was in, I was in Norwich. I think 24. That's when we, we got promoted to the Premier League. So that was the year that I was playing Premier League football. It's pretty good for 24. Yeah. And what had you learned and still carry with you? Because the world was changing right in front of your face, even in your career with going up to the Prem, being promoted. Uh, what did I learn from being 24? Well, just be, <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily. You're, you're really breaking this down. <laughs> this is well, let's, let's get it right here. Um, uh, yeah, like what I did think, you learn? I what think did, from, from, my, from, from my experience in this game, this is all I can share with you. Mm-hmm. is there's no such thing as loyalty. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> no such thing as loyalty. That's all out the fucking window, by the way. <laughs> and you look after yourself. And you do what's right for you and your career and nobody else. And that's what I got out of this game of football. Because when you're done, nobody gives a shit. You were 24 and jaded, is what yeah. you were. He was really a million. Hey, I've been through a lot. I'm, I'm moved. I'm moved. Yeah. I moved over there when I was 17. Yeah. I grew up yeah. quick. What you I, realized, realized, was, I realized there's nobody you can trust. You got to look after yourself because nobody really gives a shit about you. You got to support yourself and do what you need to do. By 24, you, you learned that you couldn't, you weren't a very good striker. No, that was when I was 17, Charms, and I got pushed back to left back because mm-hmm. he couldn't hit a barn door. I like, I like that. I like that answer because I, I, I believe in professional sports and even in a lot of things, they, they push loyalty on people and then they they don't follow through on their side no of course they don't yeah, you don't you don't you don't play for the badge you play for yourself 27 <laughs> i'm giving that 27 yeah i like that 27 points okay good that's good hey okay, amy you you, you me, angry amy, with your answer. i used to say you play for the badge but then after when you realize when it's all they don't nobody gives a shit what you're doing you play for yourself 
It's your career. You're you do what's best for you. I love that answer. Libertarian. Episode. No, but it's it's true. Like, the clubs that I play for, I support, and, and I like them. And I'm like, yeah, I support them. I watch to see what they're doing. But at the end of the Thank day. God, but, we need the brush at the Apollo or like the, the giant cane. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not going to stop. Yang is building the resort. <laughs> if you like, he still gets a twenty-seven. Amy, oh all right, God, my God, twenty-seven. Get it up. Yeah. Here. Okay, Woo. I'll be quick. My twenty-fourth year was a challenging one. I mean, in what I was living, but also if you see any photos from that year, it was a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> I played for, I played in the WSA for the Barrier Cyber Rays and Atlanta, and I was largely a failure as an international pick in the draft. I went twenty-fourth overall, and I wasn't picked up for the next year. Um, so it taught me some humility and also that Amy, the soccer player, did not necessarily define Amy, the person. And it was That's a tough a, lesson at 24. That's great. That's a 27 and a half term. Yes. Nice. A, I, I, I half, like half that. Okay, okay that's excellent. Yeah, because it, it needed to right, beat. It, it's, and it, and it, it's giving people room to beat Jimmy. But that was yeah. a great answer. It was. Hey, Charms, I'm going to let you go. Uh, 24, I just finished school, university. I was working part-time at the score, and I needed money badly. Uh, and I said, listen, by, by March, if I haven't got full-time, then it's maybe time to find a real job. And then I finally just got hired, I think around about March, or maybe just before, full-time. So I learned that perseverance is everything in life. Stick with your dreams. It might come true. Oh, that's a good one. Huh? Huh? You know what? I like that. That's a 27 and a half, too. It was a bit overly earnest, wasn't it? No, no. Bit. You know, like no? every once in, you know, when, when we get Charms being earnest instead of Andy Bitterman, then I'm happy about that. Like, once again, he's being compared to himself. Mm. Um, Rian. Yeah. Uh, so I was playing in Norway, but I, what I remember about it is I remember I have a twin sister, and I think when we were 24, she started talking about having a quarter century party and it, freaked <laughs> me out. it really freaked me out and um, I was always very serious and I think around 24 I was very um, dialed in to my career but I started to relax a little I think it uh, it it started to as I got older just loosening up a little because mm. Jimmy said it in a really angry manner but there is this <laughs> all for the badge or you have to do everything right and it, and it just sort of took it took until my 20s to just start to relax a bit and start to enjoy life a little <laughs> so was that the, what was the lesson you think you learned from that was was it about loosening up and seeing yeah i think picture? the lesson is like it, it, there's this life right like enjoy it and it's such a privilege to get to play soccer for a job i mean for women it is very new and it definitely at 24 I, I i wasn't making any money but i also wasn't losing any which was a a huge step for the women's game at the time and so to just enjoy that and to to have the experience of living in norway and to travel and then that's that really just changed how i i started to to do my job i i made it an experience i, I you know what i'm really all of these takeaways are fantastic so uh a 27 and a half again oh yeah. You buy a half. Come on. Yeah, JC, you get the final. Well, not too exciting, but when I was like January, when I was about 24, I suppose, I was realizing that I was not enjoying going to university. I had busted my ass to get to university a few years before that because I never graduated high school. I only got about 16 credits in high school because I could never go. 
I, it's not like I was skipping school. I just slept all the time. I was a very <laughs> depressed guy. It's true. It's, it's, no, it's okay. But I was very depressed <laughs> as a kid, like so depressed that I never went to school ever. I was smart enough to do all my to do well in all the tests, but I just never got any. Uh, I never I never went to school, so I never got the grades. I'd always get fifties, but that was it because it's all I could give me because I never showed up. I got into school and I went in and I was doing so sociology, psychology, that kind of thing. And but I but that year I had scammed my way into radio and just started prank calling radio stations and ended up getting a job on on the air. Um, I wasn't getting paid for it, but I was on every single day. They'd call me in the morning, be like, we need to do this, 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 record this, blah, blah, blah. So I was doing that and I wasn't getting paid for it, but I knew that it was something that I, I wanted to do. So around that time, I'm like, I'm not going to continue with school. I still did it. Um, and then, but then later that year, I ended up going to uh, school for like Humber for comedy, dropped out of that too. But I knew that I wanted to do something with my voice because I was good at that. <laughs> I was shit at everything else except for I could talk my way in, in and out of stuff. So, but that was like the pivotal moment. Um, but also I was probably uh, um, going to really bad bars in London, Ontario at the same time as well. Mm. So anyway, did, that's where I was. What, what Was there a lesson that you pulled from that that you've kept today? Yeah, it was, if you're, if you're, if you're, if your gut tells you something, aka if you don't like something, don't do it just to appease others because you think you should do it. Mm-hmm. And drive a skidoo down the road really fast in Fort Erie. <laughs> was that what that was? <laughs> oh yeah, all day. I like all night that long. answer. I like that answer. Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll get to a thirty. Who's up next? Charms, you got to make the call. This is our. Uh... Oh, okay. So it's a uh, Rian's turn. Rian. Yeah. You're Rian on mute, Rian. You muted yourself. You mute yourself, you're, you're yourself muted. Rian. <laughs> Minus ten points. Keep a handed out its best awards this week. Who was the best opponent in your position you ever faced, and why? And I'll start with Amy. Okay, so I mean, you might expect me to go with like a Christine Lilly or a Michelle Akers or a Hamari Sawa, but actually, I will go with Charmaine Hooper. Mm. And oh, she's good. Yeah, she's incredible. Good. And and intimidating, but like in the best way possible because she's wearing the same colors as you. So you always want those players on your team, right? But I'm going to sort of selfishly bring it back to me because like she was all brute strength. She was power. She was experienced, larger than life. She completely bossed the field. She could piss on the field in a hurdler stretch. I kid you not. She ate cans of tuna fish on the bus. And also whole avocados, and she would pull out the salt to salt the avocado. She was distinctive. She was unique, and she was Charmaine. And no one could say a fucking thing because it was Charmaine. Mm. Um, and I remember playing 1v1 against her at Nottawasaga. And that matchup and the fact that I held my own against somebody that I revered gave me such confidence that it sort of spurred me on, but it also gave me clout within the group because I was able to hang mm. with Charmaine. That's a great answer. And did you share an avocado? <laughs> no, she never oh. fucking shared. <laughs> no, no, she did pee on the field with her though. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> it was an art form, you guys. She would do like this, the hurdler stretch yeah. and yeah. then just be chatting uh, after practice and then just, just subtly really? just pull her shorts to the side and just yeah. we, the guys, guys did the same thing. 
It's easier for guys. We though. just pull it, pull to the side, let it hang out, have a way easier though. Yeah, it's way easier for guys. Huge yeah. props to Charmaine yeah, for that. So, yeah. That's really impressive that you guys do that as well. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you not us guys, just Charmaine. <laughs> no one else can do it. Jimmy's got a massive respect now for women's soccer, finally. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like all that kind of stuff. And actually, <laughs> Rian, Rian and uh, Amy lose points because they don't do it. Oh, you yeah. don't do it? Yeah. What's wrong? Well, wrong excuse me. Wonder, wonder, wonder. I'd, have, I'd have pissed like, all the way down to my boots. Like It would just be a nightmare. <laughs> well, no, we we have a new video component to our website coming up. We maybe oh. get the cameras out for this one. It's gonna be like an OnlyFans thing, right? Available that day. Um, <laughs> points wise, there, Ian. What do you think? Ten points? Yeah. You don't know my grading system. You don't know my grading system. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Sherms. Um. Okay, so back in 2006, Women's Rugby World Cup in Edmonton, the score actually had the rights to the whole tournament. Hmm? Pandering, you know, Rian loves rugby. Okay, you know what? You're losing a lot of points right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of points. No, 2006 Women's World Cup. Uh, the score actually had the rights to the whole tournament, and I got to call some games. First time ever doing rugby, and I thought I did a pretty good job. You know, I felt good about myself. And then towards the end for the semi-finals, they brought in a guy called Nigel Nigel Starmer Smith, who is one of the great commentators in world rugby. He was incredible. Played the game professionally. Played for England. Uh, he was just the best at what his his craft was amazing pipes knew so much about the players and then just sitting beside him in the booth and watching him go to work and how good he was realized how shit i was how far i had to go and it destroyed my confidence and i never got back in the booth again that last part isn't true but it really helps for the answer here i think (laughs) i like it i remember actually watching a lot of that but uh eight good job with the rugby thank you heather moyes was a huge in that one before she went to was it uh Bob's Bob's there, right mm-hmm. jimmy eight eight points jesus that's right um can you repeat the question <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had a call and take minus that. 10 no so fifa handed out its best uh best awards this week who's the best opponent in your position you ever okay um or who I played against, correct? Take or opponent. in my position. Opponent is usually. You said opponent, right? Okay. Um, I, I would say when we played against Cameroon, I played against Jeremy, who was playing right back at the time in the Confederation Cup. He was at Real Madrid. And, I mean, he had a, he had a little bit of a tough time as well because he had Michelle Sagato, who was in his position, but he played quite a few games at the time, and he was just breaking into the squad. And, and playing against him, it was it – was, it was awesome because the two of us were, were pushing each other, going back and forth. And I was getting forward and he ran with the modern wingbacks. It's you're, you're trying to outdo each other. You're trying to push each other back as much as you can. And it's the strongest and the fittest who's going to win that, that individual battle. So I had a great, great game against him there. And then I would probably say when I was at Norwich, I was playing center midfield against Liverpool and Stevie Gerrard and Stevie Gerrard was unbelievable. What a player he was! Just his movement, and I'm trying to track him. I'm trying to get away from him, get get some space. But his 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 movement, his thought process was was amazing. So probably those those two individuals that I played against, where I was like, yeah, these are these are ballers. Yeah, um, eight, love it. I had to repeat the question, so you lost some points. But <laughs> eight, <laughs> JC. Sorry, uh, Jimmy. 
This one's kind of a personal one. So I was, I had an audition because uh, I'm a voice actor. I guess that's what I do. Um, I was at an audition maybe three or four years, no, maybe four, four or five years ago, let's say. Um, and it was, they had, and it was a huge cattle call and all the people that came in, they were all um, guys that I've, I've kind of grew up watching. So there was Steve Anthony from Much Music. Mm-hmm. There was, um, oh, what's his name from, uh, oh God, from, from City TV. Um, Talk like this. It's late great movies on. Oh, anyway, yeah, Mark, Mark. No, it wasn't him. It was the other guy, and he he was a sports guy on on City TV. Oh, uh, Spike, Spike. Um, either way, um, yeah. Gallagher, 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 John Gallagher, John, John Spike Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. So him, and then there was all these other like actors, like Canadian actors and voice people that I recognized, and then there was me, and I'm like, what the fuck? What am I doing with all these all these people? And I didn't get the gig, but the fact that I was, they put me in this room and, you know, a few years before that, I didn't think I had the, like, I was capable of anything. But then when I was in this room with all these people that I sort of admired growing up, I'm like, shit, okay. I, I feel like now I, I, I'm, 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 I've had, uh, it boosted my confidence big time. Um, and it was cool to, it, we weren't, I mean, we're all competing against each other, but knowing that I was in that same pool as these guys, that's where, you know, it really did a lot for my confidence. So. Nice. All right. Um, eight and a half, but I'm, I am dumping Jimmy to a nine. Cause I, I just repeated that he played against Stevie G. Is it? So Fuck, I knew you were going to do that. Well, it's a nine for Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Ryan's a massive fine. Liverpool fan. You knew this, didn't you? It's a strategic answer. I played oh. against Liverpool. Can I get 10? No. We've got to get moving here. Oh, no, there's no. Where's Wonga gone? He's disappeared. I played with Peter Crouch. Can I have another one? No. You Ronaldo as well. I do like Peter Crouch. Um, That's a good point. Um, yeah, Wonga's disappeared. So I, I think Wonga will miss his, miss his go. Okay, how about that? Wonga will miss his chance to answer that question. Okay, so we'll yep. move on now to the final minus question. Minus ten. Minus ten. You know, minus ten for Wonga. Yes. <laughs> and for you too, Dubs. Oh come on. <laughs> Minus 10. I'm never going to win this thing. Okay. All right. So this is a supporters. Supporters question. Okay. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, by the way, Rian, great question, by the way. <laughs> it's a lot of thought put into that question. It was brilliant. Um, all right. Supporters. So this past week, I'm not sure if you saw Kyle Aaron at Mallorca um, in the Copa del Rey quarterfinals, uh, showed an incredible display of kindness. He, he stopped his celebrations to console a young seven-year-old boy in tears after his club lost but also left the pitch and returned with a shirt for the young boy. Right? Lovely. Uh, the question is, what is the nicest thing, the best random act of kindness you've seen on the pitch for our former footy pros or in your work environment for our non-footy pros? It can be something you did as well. It could be anything. Best act of kindness. Be real quick, okay? Um, Dubs, let's start with you. Okay. I will just say on a soccer field, there I was not giving out any random acts of kindness. That was not happening for me. So I have nothing to offer from my own personal playing experience because I was tackling the shit out of people as my job. Um, But the one thing that comes to mind is it's not really pitch. It's basketball court. And I was so angry at my mom. My mom was the kindest person ever. We were playing a basketball game. We're rolling the team and we switched ends after the half. And off the tip off, a girl started going 
the wrong way and was about to score in her own basket. My mom was on the side and was like, no, no, lovey, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> I was furious at my mom. But that, my mom was this kind-hearted individual and I was not. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Although it's also horrible at the same time. Yeah. I'll give you 10 points for it. I'm following Rian's uh, uh, scoring mechanism here, okay? One, so 10 points for you. Okay, uh, JC. Uh, I guess it was um, this summer I was on the beach, you see, and I saw a uh, there was a, a bird uh, that was had a little issue with its wing, uh, but it was there was all these other birds, and this one bird came over and like threw up in front of the other bird, like the, whatever it had gotten out of Lake Erie, and then the other bird <laughs> ate it. Oh. So it was, it was as if that bird was saying, here, I know you, you can't quite fly and get these you know, get the fish out of Lake Erie, which are probably gross anyway. But here, eat my fish. So that <laughs> that to me was just it was just remarkable to see. Not that that was my job, but or on the pitch, but maybe it was. Maybe they were pitching each other a show or something. Whatever. That is there that is not the kindness. Oh, it was there there the moment. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. That's nice. another another ten points there. I think for that one. That's nice. I'll take it. Animals represent. Word. Okay, uh, Jimmy. Act of kindness. Act of kindness. Uh, I was playing at TFC during warm-ups. I smash this ball. It hits a crossbar, just grazes it over top. Uh, guy's sitting there. He's got his drink. He's sitting with his kids. He's got his, you know, hot dog and nachos. And I hit him square in the chest. Knocked everything <laughs> over. <laughs> everything over. <laughs> Fucking everything's flying off. And... I run over to him. I'm like, are you, are you okay? I'm giggling a little bit, but I'm trying to keep a straight face because of the way it all happened. And I had to call down one of the, the the people that worked at the club. And I was like, listen, can you go go get him what he ordered, right? I'll pay for it. And then I took my warm-up top, and then I had to go get a couple other things to give him and his kids that were sitting beside him because they were covered in pop, food, <laughs> everything. Nacho cheese. <laughs> oh, you should have seen it. It was, you know, when you hit something and it just goes, <laughs> it, was like that. it went everywhere. That is good. All right, hey, 10 hey points. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, what, yeah. what do you call cheese that's not yours? What? Nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Minus 10. <laughs> so, making a beat in there. All right. All right, uh, Wong has lost another 10 points. Where the fuck were you? In the bath? I don't know, he just left. Rian, most selfless, uh, beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I was coaching the 17s, 2018 uh, Youth World Cup, and uh, my team knocked out Germany. Big, big uh, upset, great game, and... Um, the staff were going nuts celebrating. We looked over and all our players were consoling the Germans. <laughs> so all the adults were losing our mind. And it was a, a reminder, yeah, that it was a pretty cool thing to watch these these young people handle it in a way that adults have forgotten how to. <laughs> uh, they pick them all up and they all celebrate. Like the Germans ended up sort of celebrating with the team at the hotel. Oh. That day. It was a weird situation. Wow. <laughs> you can tell the Amy Walsh wasn't on that team, eh? No, <laughs> just, no, it wasn't. No. It was such an innocence, you know. It was really yeah. sweet. After I, mean, I, I, I give shock. Great story. I, I was going to give extra points because it was Germany that the beat, but I'm taking that back because it's also a little bit kind of a little bit weak, you know. It's nice and everything, but uh, shouldn't sport be about hatred and anger? 
I don't know. It was the that tied for the best ever result Canada's ever had at a World Cup. No kidding, well, Germany. Yeah. Okay, give you the extra points. All right, Thank you. yeah, there you go. Um, okay, I've got one for you, um, but someone else can judge me for this one, okay? Because I can't give myself points. Okay. I think it's because um, she judges harshly. Okay, Rian, you, you can judge this one. Mm-hmm. So back in, it must have been two years ago now, I forget. Good good friend of uh, us, the pod, um, lost his job as, as a coach at a certain club in the Canadian Premier League. And <laughs> you know, this, 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 this pathetic creature, <laughs> like just you know, head down, tail between his legs, you know, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and, and, and we offered him a, a job on Footy Prime. To join us on a full-time basis, couldn't pay him at the time, but uh, Jimmy Brennan, his life was salvaged that day by the likes of myself and the footy mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten. Ten. All right. So <laughs> All right. We did, we got through it in only an hour and seventeen minutes. Oh my god, we got to tighten this shit up. All right. Listen, can you guys talk about something while I just told the uh, the totals up here? Yeah, do you think anybody does the whole like hour 17 minutes? <laughs> no, I, I think, think they tune out after 40. Yeah, I think even Carrie said, who is like head of our supporters club, that she had to do it in two parts last time. So, I mean, yeah. it's a bit of an indictment on the, yeah, on the program, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a, an honorary one for Dan Wonger if you want to talk about random acts of kindness. About a month ago, Dan and I went out for wings, as we like to do. And we like to go on the days when they are half price. And as most folks know, half price wings are not to be taken away. They are to be eaten in the restaurant, and that is it. But at the Gabby's by Dan Wong's house in the in the junction, there is a wonderful, wonderful waitress who doesn't mind. And we'll order a big bunch, and she'll come over and say, I brought you a takeout container. And she lets us just pile it on and take it out. And she'll, the one day... Or the one weekend, she said, hey, you can even, if you want to order more, you can just add them into the box. So we did. So I feel like Dan Wong would say, that's a random act of kindness she didn't need to do. So there you go. There you go, Carrie. That's for you. Nice. I like that. There you go, Carrie. Mm. All right. Beautiful. All right. Nice. Got the totals here, okay? Got the totals here. Um, in dead last place, it shouldn't surprise us, but it's a, a, a Daniel Horatio Wong. <laughs> 74 points. Um, he, he just finished two points below the, the second last member of today's show. Jimmy Brennan. No, yeah. How do I go from like two points behind Forrest last one to that? To it's a very bottom. good question. It's a very good question. Uh, Dubs, nine, five and a half points. Take you, it. You, you may have won this thing had you not blown about 50 points <laughs> throughout the entire quiz. Um, JC, you are next. Um, I am just ahead of you, according to my very quick arithmetic here. It doesn't matter because by a mile, the winner, and so it should be. She she filled in for Craig Forrester. She of the broadcast, <laughs> legend of Canadian yeah. football, Real Wilkinson. Congratulations, you've won the sexy six. How do you <laughs> feel about that? Pretty good about it, actually. It's been yeah. a slow week, so big win for me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do a sexy dance now. I did it. Yes. Is it six six? Well, it is, it is time now actually uh, to uh, roll in the uh, the actually you know maybe we've got time for the extra music for the sexy six. Although it's pretty good though, isn't it? You know what's an extra twenty five seconds, right? Roll it, JC. It's a great song. The hottest takes on the hottest questions from the hottest team in sports. This is the sexy six. There are six questions. There's six of us. That's why they call it sexy six questions. 
the sexy six. All right, etc. Oh, thank you. That was sexy six. All right, now it's time for the other rolling of great music by <laughs> Jeff Cole. It is time Are for you ready? DJ Melody. All right, let's get to it very quickly here. Very quickly here. Uh, this is all courtesy, of course, TonyBet.ca. Our supporters have given us two bets. The first one, if you check out the supporters club on Twitter, we've reposted it on Free Prime as well. Um, <laughs> Alan Scholes uh, used a dartboard to pick his picks this week. He picked, therefore, Bournemouth to beat Liverpool, <laughs> Bryson to beat Wolves, and Palace to beat Arsenal. Five dollars <laughs> will win $358. So come on, Scalzi. Your dart, your form is beautiful. <laughs> Luke Littleton, whatever his name is, uh, has nothing on you. Uh, they also gave us another bet, uh, a more cerebral bet. Leeds to beat Preston North End in the championship. Uh, Villa to beat Leicester. Uh, in the women's and West Ham to beat the Blades as well. So that would bring you $28.35 for a $5 bet. We're putting our bets and they're already in there. So uh, no discussing. Brentford to beat Forest. That's Wonga's bet. Why? We have West Ham to beat the Blades. Uh, that was my <laughs> bet. Why? Jimmy, you had America, Club America to beat Querétaro. Yes. In Liga MX. Yeah, me. Dubs in the Syria, what do you call the, the Syria women's division? What's it called? The Syria women's division. Oh, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> Fiorentina to beat to ASD Bomagliano or something. Mm-hmm. And and JC, now you weren't around to, to submit your bet. You were driving all day. So I took the liberty of picking one for you. And when I saw this, it, it just screamed, JC. This is the, uh, it's called, what else is it called? It's called floorball. Swedish Love floorball. floorball. And Vashko are at minus 10,000 to beat Hagunda. Did you so say Vashko? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no love lost I... between Vashko and Florland. <laughs> yeah. So all those, including that minus 10,000, uh, $5 will bring us $34.95. It's pretty good. I'm feeling good about that one, yeah. Thanks, it's all right, James. isn't it? That's on TonyBet.ca. Man, we're uh, approaching the hour and a half mark. We should definitely go right now. Rian, thanks so much. When are you guys doing the next broadcast, by the way? I don't know. You're you're the one that organizes it. I know, and I don't know. (laughs) I need need to talk to Rian and Claire. (laughs) All right. Well, Rian's right here, isn't she? Yes. We will not add to the length of this podcast, though, by having that discussion now. Soon. Uh, Soon. Okay, good. Soon. We promise you that. FuboTV.com, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Sign up, subscribe, and watch the Premier League. It's back this week. Five more big games, of course. And win some money on TonyBet.ca. That was a sexy six. We will do our best to figure this thing out so it doesn't last an hour and 23 minutes next time. I promise you, of course, the same thing last week, didn't I? And we failed miserably. So keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by FuboTV and by TonyBet. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. You need like a gong or like a bell. I know. And then you lose points if you go over like a minute or something. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.